Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Today on the Focus Away podcast, I am joined by Sonia Morton-Firth. Hello and welcome. Hi, Amy. It's a pleasure being on your pod- podcast today. It's fabulous having you here. So let's just dive straight in, Sonia. What is it you're up to at the moment? Well, Amy, I just mentioned I'm actually off to a wedding, which which might sound a bit of a strange answer to that question, but it is so lovely to be able to do normal things again. But no, what am I up to? Well, I I have my own show and I have opened up. I'm back to face to face. I had gone to Zoom, but I'm now filming uh, my inspiring guests, which is amazing. It's lovely to be in connection. And I'm also launching just about to launch my mind body transformation program so not very much then not very much you know (laughs) I think you know we've come out of lockdown and we've all been and the pace of life was was beautifully slow and it took took some getting used to you know I'm I'm very much a a fast-paced high achiever and and it took some some time for me to get used to just the slow pace of life but I've got to say I'm quite excited that it's all getting back to that sort of I can feel the vibration lifting again and everyone's happy and there are things that are happening so yes I'm I'm very excited for what's going on next. So it sounds like you're in a good space. Has has it always been that way for you? You know what? I, I no, it hasn't. Um, and I generally think of myself as a very positive person, and I think I, I get told that. But life is full of ebbs and flows. Um, I've been on a bit of a journey, like I'm, like everybody has. Um, and certainly, I'd say the majority of my life. Um, I was deemed very successful. So, you know, if I wasn't really at that time, I didn't go deep into myself. I didn't question my life. I just thought, you know, I'm successful. I'm earning money. I was working in the city, a man's world, in a in a in a sales environment, traveling to travel in the world, spending most of my time in hotels in in America, around New York, around California, and also all around Europe. And to be honest, a lot of people used to say to me, wow, that sounds so glamorous. You get to see all these cities. I was like, no, I get to see this inside of a hotel room. But what it did afford me was um, a quality of life um, that money could buy. And and to be honest, I didn't question anything else. I lived for my weekends. I enjoyed my weekends. Uh, and I dreaded Sundays, Sunday, you know, Sunday evenings were usually spent in front of the TV, switching off, thinking about my awful week ahead. Um, and it got to that stage in life, uh, which is which is quite typical, a cliche, as they say, I turned 40, woke up and thought, is this all there is? And when I say, is this all there is? I don't want to sound ungrateful because I, I had become very successful. I built up quite a substantial property portfolio at this stage. And I was able to take that, make that choice of, I, need, I want to step away from this. I'm going to regret 
I'm going to have that deathbed scenario of lying there thinking, is this all it all there is to life if I continue in my corporate job? And it was at that point, it took me a few months to sort of figure out the details. And I would also advise anyone, if anyone's thinking of doing it, you know, don't just do it on a bad day when you've had an argument with the boss. <laughs> do absolutely think it through. Um, but I did. I, I left my corporate job. I didn't have anything to go to. I just knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. But ironically, surely having built up a property portfolio alongside your corporate career, you'd been an entrepreneur all that time anyway. Well, I, I, you're absolutely right. And, and I was in sales. So I had some of the characteristics that were going along with it. But I didn't see myself as an entrepreneur at that, at that time. I was very much labeled this career woman. Um, and I think too many times in our life, we put labels on ourselves. And actually, you're quite right. And it's the first time I've seen it. I have built up this portfolio and I continue to build it up over the next few years. But I didn't see, I, I just sort of did that as part and parcel when other people would buy, be buying handbags or cars or nice new watches. I just wanted to invest. And it was probably the best thing, well, it was the best thing I did. So knowing that you had an income from that, so it wasn't just that you jumped ship, you had some income from the property portfolio. What did you then do? What were the next steps? So I always had a passion for health and fitness. And I retrained as a personal trainer. I got my personal training qualifications. But I knew I loved being the client and I didn't necessarily want to be the trainer. I did some of it for just to get experience. And then I did a small uh, business course at Kaz University. And before you know it, I manifested a business partner because I really wanted someone to work with. And we launched a brand of women's fitness wear. Now, I knew nothing about the fashion industry other than loving fashion. And I guess I thought it would be really exciting, really interesting, we'd make loads of money. And it was doing something that I loved, well, I thought loved doing in the industry of health and fitness. Unfortunately, I went in with the wrong perceptions and the wrong reasons of setting up a business. And I look back now and I can see that. But we launched and two years down the line, I had become very burnt out. I didn't know what it really took to be an entrepreneur. And back then it was all about the hustle. And look, people say you work hard in corporate life and, and people do work hard in corporate life. And I did. But there is nothing quite like being an entrepreneur and not having that divide between the end of the day and the new day beginning. And, you know, when you've got your own money on the line, stress levels can become very high. Suddenly, I didn't have time to go to the gym. I didn't have time for my relationship. I didn't have time for anything. And everything went into this business. And as I said before, I'm very much driven, ambitious, a high achiever. So I wanted to be, it to be successful. But it, be, it was at the detriment to my health, to my relationship. I lost my relationship. And I put a whole load of money in it and, and I basically lost my money. Now, I was in a very fortunate position that, that my business partner bought me out. We'd, we'd had several months of talking about it and I was just like, we had, we, we had to go out to investors. We had a lot of investment on the table and I just had too many sleepless nights. I knew I couldn't accept that next stage of the business, which would, which would have been the next 10 years of my life, accepting this money 
when my heart wasn't in it. And I think that was a key realization. And again, anyone listening to this who's thinking about going into business, I'd ask the question, is your heart really in it? Why are you doing it? And again, you know, back to the why, my why wasn't, I hadn't really looked at my why at that time. And you can learn so much actually from, I don't like the word failure, feedback, of course, as they say, but it felt like a failure at the time. And unfortunately, I went into a bit of a dark place of really thinking, wow, you know, I've given up this great, massive corporate job with, with a massive salary, a pension, a great lifestyle and my friends. Then I started my own business. I've been through a whole load of cash. And what am I doing now? You know, at this point, I was sort of mid 40s and I... I decided to go down a completely different route and and start bodybuilding. I went back to what I loved doing, which was why I left in the first place, which was health and fitness. And I I spent the next few months helping entrepreneurs as well. I set up my own entrepreneurs club. I I wanted to give all the teachings that I'd learned through this business um, and, and the mistakes that I'd made. I think people can learn a lot from mistakes as well as success stories. So I set up an entrepreneur's club and I also was training like like a dog um, to to compete on stage um, in in a bodybuilding competition. So that was that was that was the next stage of life. Okay, so let's just get some context. So 40, you have your epiphany. What what is going on in this world? leave the corporate life, but you've been building a portfolio. You then set up the fashion business, having trained and as a, as a fitness trainer, but realized that you didn't want to be that you wanted to be the client, not the trainer. And then obviously that business didn't work. You move into bodybuilding. You're then competing. You're competing with other people. Again, you're putting yourself into the arena. Essentially it's sort of like that whole gladiator sort of support sort of sport there. And, and, but still having the, the, the sort of grappling with entrepreneurs, with the entrepreneurs club, what did the bodybuilding teach you? Determination and willpower. And I really, I realized what my inner strength, of course, it's all about, you think it's about outer strength and, but the training is, is the, the smallest part of it. I mean, actually putting your body through the nutrition um, side of it is the hardest thing and the determination to keep going you know you're analyzing your body in too much detail I wouldn't advise um, (laughs) anyone to do it necessarily it is an obsessive sport and you know I I do believe it is a sport but you become very fixated um, on achieving this particular look because you know you're going to get on stage to be judged now, I at that point, I was mid-40s, and I was getting on stage with women in their 20s. And I wasn't doing it necessarily to become the next Instagram model, because obviously a lot of people do it to, to up their Instagram. I, I shied away from the social media. I was really trying to beat my own demons. I'd always had um, body confidence issues all my life. Um, I, I'd been quite, uh, I'd been on this diet, that diet, obsessed with, with the way I looked. And I needed to, to grapple with my own demons. So to put myself on stage, to be judged in front of an arena, a crowd of people, um, was, was, my, was my, my pushing myself outside my comfort zone. 
And I think I've always tried to do that in whatever areas of life, you know, even setting up my own the, the business, the fashion business. And it's actually, you know, it, it is still, it's still there. My business partner carried on with it. It's just, I decided to take, it wasn't the right route to me, for me. But I think pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. And if I look at my life, I've always tried to do that, you know, jumping ship from the corporate job. Um, setting up a business that I didn't have any experience in really um, becoming a bodybuilder and now the next stage becoming a coach and then going on to, to run my own channel and show um, it's all it's all going against the narrative if you like it's pushing against the sides of what society says a woman of my age should be doing and I love that. I love the fact that you've been challenging the sort of societal expectations of, of you, of or and you representing all women of your age in in that respect. I, I can't picture myself on a stage in a bikini in front of other people, and competing alongside people who are half my age. But that's just me in in my mindset right now. Give me two years maybe and I could work towards that but because it is a goal and it's something that you know you, you want to do what is it what is driving you now with the show and the channel absolutely and look everyone's got their own goal and that's what makes us all unique and my goal it isn't necessarily your goal Amy and, and nor would I say everyone should get up on stage and compete but but to answer your question my 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 goal now with the channel child uh, the channel and I guess coming back to my goal about getting on stage is it all comes back to my values in life. And when I say values, I'm not talking about social idealisms that people say, you know, I want integrity, truth, honesty. They're all great values, but they're social idealisms. When I talk about values, I mean what makes me or you tick as a person and I believe we all are different we're all unique we all have our own gifts and my values came from my voids and I think most of ours do the voids uh, in childhood that we we grow up with you know I I thought I was an ugly child um so one of my top values and I and I I struggle with this because I find it very superficial and I've done a lot of work around it is is looking good but it is one of my values because I get up and it's spontaneous and I don't need any motivation to do it. I'll put my makeup on and I'll go to the gym. Not every, I'm not saying every woman should do that. Absolutely not. But it's come from a void of feeling an ugly child. Now, if you look at what you'll spontaneously jump out of bed and want to do in the morning, that's what I see the values are. You know, I, I have a massive value on connecting and talking to inspiring people. That's where the show came from. So to go back to the, your question, Amy, why am I, what, what am I doing with the show? What is the goal in the show? Well, I want to shine a light on inspiring people who have a message to get out to society. And most of my guests, in fact, all of my guests have not led a normal life. Um, a little bit like a, a reflection of my own, but in a much more extreme way. They've usually gone through some sort of extreme challenge, adversity. I had a lady on the other day, amazing lady, who'd suffered colitis, which is an awful disease where basically your intestine it no longer functions and you've got to either have it removed 
or live with a, a, a bag that you have to walk around with. Now, not only did she have this life-changing operation, she's now doing um, triathlons, Ironman, putting her body through extreme challenges and doesn't look back. And um, it, people like that, veterans that have served and they're continuing to serve, people that have just gone through some adversities, trauma, um, yet have a very positive attitude. So my why with this is, other people to listen to this and actually help impact their lives in some way, um, get across uh, a positive mental attitude, or maybe even if they can just listen to one point that they may be going through, and maybe it's something on mental health, we've all been going through various different emotions the last 17, month, 17 months with COVID, but maybe by just listening to somebody, a guest on my show, saying something, if they can pick up one thing, and it just has to be one thing that changes their life or changes their moment that, that day, then, it, then it's been worth it to me. And in your describing of your values, and I'm hearing quite a lot of Dr. Martini in yeah. there, <laughs> especially because I know he talks about the, the most people go through life thinking that their values are such, but they are social idealisms instead. And, and then you went into talking about the values come from your voids and they do shape you whether you're aware of it or not. And you're clearly very aware of what is driving you and what's helping you to, to shape and you design your life and live it with purpose. So with that in mind and knowing that looking good and connecting are important to you, what won't you be doing any more of? What won't I be doing? Oh, that's interesting questions. That's it. That's going to make me think. What won't I be doing anymore of? Um, I, I, I really try not to do the tasks that drain me. Uh, I think a lot of us do do those tasks, and I've been guilty of doing tasks that I feel that I can't give to somebody else, but I should be doing that very word should. I should be doing them, but I dread them. I really don't want to do them, and it drains me of energy, and I don't feel fulfilled doing it. Um, I also have always felt a big drive towards making money, and that has been down to has been to my detriment as well. I explained going down the um, the route of the business, my first business, the fashion business, and, and if I look back at that, I, money was a big driver. Now I'm not saying money is evil by any stretch of the imagination, but I just think when you look at running a business or anything, and I've I, and again I've looked at this more recently. I was about to launch another business at the beginning of this year and I just had to question myself again of why did I want to do this and I found the answer coming back as the answer I didn't want to hear and I think if we keep questioning our why which is which Amy I know you talk about a lot it's back to why is it that you want to do this are you doing it for the right reasons so what I won't be doing or I'm trying not to do is doing things for the wrong reasons. Now, sometimes we can't help that. And sometimes our parents, our society gets into our heads and you find yourself doing something that you don't really want to do, but you can hear your mum or your dad or your brother or your sister or your friends or your or social media telling you you should be doing that and you feel compelled to do that. But if you dig deep, if your body starts to react, and, it, and again, I'm all about the mind and body. If your body starts to react, usually it can be a pain or an ache or because there is stored emotions we store in our body. 
then then listen to that really listen to that because that's your body telling you perhaps you're going down the wrong path and I love that connection between the mind and body I mean it is so powerful and often we don't listen to to what it's telling us or either side of the mind or the body having found what you now truly believe in and you're thriving and you're doing fulfilling work you've reinvented the the next version of Sonia and you've and you've evolved and you've you are moving forward how do you see transformation as in your life and what do you think the next steps will be so how do I see transformation I think transformation is when you've really found your true purpose now I think I'm certainly on the right path it doesn't mean that I might not transform again and I think there are stages in our life we go to go through you know I've just turned 50 um, and I was talking about my 40s earlier and I was a very different person in my 30s and god if I can remember my 20s I was very different but I think you know we go through stages and we transform and, and as women you know some of us are mothers we can transform again to become um, a, a mother um, so you know whatever stage in life I would say as long as you feel in touch with your with what you are doing and you feel that you are using your unique gifts and we are we all do have unique gifts um, then transformation is possible as long as you're willing to take that step and it can be a scary step and it's certainly one that we need to do a bit of self-work and self-discovery and sometimes it's not an easy route to go down because trust me the brain always wants to keep us in a safe place so as soon as we decide or we think we may be transforming that's when our mind will kick in and start saying things and it'll really be like what what the heck you're too old you're too old to do that now don't be silly you should have been trained in that ages ago you're going to be up against this young person that person this person and before you know it your mind has created this fear I I would say is don't listen to it absolutely don't listen to it you know take the valuable bits absolutely understand the risks that are involved but also know that transformation is uncomfortable And there is a disruption part of transformation. I always see it like a a butterfly, you know, there's the caterpillar and chrysalis stages. And there is that cocooning stage, but we need to break out of that. And that can be sometimes quite uncomfortable when we're breaking out of our old life to embrace a new life or a new transformation. Um, so yeah, my might transform again. I mean, I'm literally just I'm, I'm launching my mind body transformation program. I feel I've got a, a lot to give to women now and impact that I want to, to help women um, feeling look and feel great at whatever age, because I do believe, you know, age is just a number and it doesn't matter how old you are, you can still look and feel fabulous. And you touched on just a moment, Sonia, about unique gifts. What are your unique gifts? No, it's taken me a long time to discover those. Uh, what are my unique gifts? Um, so, you know what? The, the little shy side of me, the English side points, oh, I don't have any unique gifts. That was my, that's what I instantly want to say. Well, what are they? What are they? Um, I think one of my gifts that I'm, I'm told that I have is this sort of positive energy. I know I'm not sitting with you, Amy, but I, I always read people's energy. Um, and a lot of people say I've got this like bubbly, effervescent energy and it's infectious. 
And I, I love people. I absolutely love people. So I think one of my gifts is, is, is helping certainly open people up and pass on my infectious energy as well. Um, but I've got a, I have got a very determined and persuasive streak in me as well. So I, th I think my, my gifts uh, can be any, anything from um, being quite a visionary to being ambitious and driven but also being empathetic and um, open with people. I love that. And I love the word effervescence. It's one of my favorite words. In fact, it's one of my core values it, it, because everything I do, I do with that absolute boundless Tigger energy. So I'm with you oh, on I that. And I love Tigger. Oh my gosh. I used to be described as Tigger. Oh my gosh. You can Tigger the boundless energy. I love well, it. I, I still am, I, you know, literally I, boring out of bed and then I collapse at the end of the day it's like there's only one switch it's on or off and it's <laughs> the on is pretty full on so. and you know going back to the question where you said what won't you be doing I think you're absolutely right if you do everything with effervescence and passion and energy and when you feel yourself when you don't have that look we've all got bad days and we all got days that we don't feel as effervescent but when you don't have that energy, you don't have that effervescence, it's like, oh, why, why am I not feeling this? Is it because you're doing a task that actually maybe someone else can do? That's, that's what I always say. There's somebody else that has different unique gifts to you and they would love doing this. <laughs> oh, it's, it's fantastic. So, so tell me more about how you used to live for your weekends and you had those dreaded Sunday evenings. So essentially you were living for a Friday night and a Saturday and, and so maybe a Sunday morning and then Sunday lunchtime, it starts to creep in. How has that changed for you now, the, the, the way that you shape your week? So and I'm, I'm very much a routine person. Um, and I think part of that has become has come from years of being in corporate life. Although I don't have I don't have that Sunday night feeling anymore. In fact, I work on the weekends. I I, I don't really, you know, I, I give myself time off. I'm i love being with friends. And you know, if anything now will open up again, it's been it's been fantastic getting out there and seeing people and going out and doing things that we we couldn't do a few months ago. Um, but I I do shape my week um, in terms of, of, of my daily rituals or daily habits. Um, and I do have a sort of a routine that I, I pretty much do every morning and make sure that I stick to certain what I call standards. Um, and I think we all have our own set of, of standards, that rituals or habits, whatever you would like to call it, that you live to. And I do, I really do that from Monday to Friday and, and Saturday and Sunday sometimes as well. But I do have switch off time. I really Fact into my day, in, into my, my weekday as well. I, I factor in going for a walk. The gym is, is number one priority for me. I think we've already touched on that. So that's that's like one of my the first things I do. But I also factor in time just to get out and just spend some time outside and, and some time to meditate as well. Uh, and I don't spend long, I don't spend hours and hours meditating, even just taking 10 minutes just to reframe um, and focus. And I think that is so important for people in business when they are rushing, rushing, rushing around, taking time just to relax. And that word relax always, I always thought of putting my my feet up and watching the TV. I, I don't watch the TV, um, but I take time to relax. 
and, and relax just means switching, switching this off, switching the mind off a little bit and just taking time for yourself. And I think that is something that I do now on a, on a Monday, on a whole week basis, rather than when I was in corporate life and I didn't have time to relax. So the re relaxing was just getting home and being in front of the TV because you didn't want to do anything else. So let's go back 10 years. You had that cliched moment at 40 where you said, is this all there is? Was it all that that was or has there been more than you thought there would be? There is so much more. I feel like I've done more in 10 years than I had in the previous 20 years of my working career. And again, you know, not knocking my life because my, my career was, was great and it got that has got me. I, I believe every step on, along the way gets you to where you, you're going to go. But the last, the last 10 years have been phenomenal. Actually being able to design your own life, to be able to have the freedom, and it is really the freedom, time and health is the most important thing. I mean, health being the number one, I think, but then time to be able to do what you want to do when you want to do it has to be the most precious commodity that we have. So absolutely, the last 10 years have been phenomenal. And you know what? The next 10 years are going to be even better than that. <laughs> so you're not too old. No, oh, definitely not too old. I, I'm going to 100. I want that telegraph. Well, it won't be from the Queen. It'll probably be the next king. But yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. So you're only halfway through your journey at this point. And it's interesting you, you sort of straddled freedom, the word with with other words often when I'm speaking to people freedom is never a freedom in itself and you just sort of had time and health linked to freedom and it, it, I mean it is so interesting to see what the priority is when people talk about what freedom means to them because you can't I, I, I feel freedom is if, if you're ill or sick or um, you're depressed or anxious or you're stressed then then time is sort of irrelevant in that that respect um, I think your health has to come first um, because if you're healthy and you have time, that's fantastic. And look, money is important. So let's let's not forget money. As long as you've got the money to be able to do with as much as, it, as you can with the time. But relatively speaking, to have the time is so much more important. I mean, look, I, we, we can all talk about Steve Jobs, you know, the, the, the billionaire who had everything, but he didn't have his health. And, and, and sadly, at the end, he didn't have time. So, you know, you look back at that and think, would you rather be a sick billionaire or a healthy person that isn't a billionaire, but has got enough money to, to live? Um, I know I'd rather be the healthy person Every, every moment of the time. I think these last few, this last year has taught us that, that health is so important. So you, you mentioned the importance of the questions that you ask yourself. What are the questions that you are currently asking and the questions that you will be asking yourself? Um, well, funny enough, one of the big questions I'm asking myself at the moment is my why, because I think your why does change. 
um, in your life. And we've talked about transformation and different times of your life. Um, my why has changed um, as I've transformed. And um, I think I've just trans sort of recently transformed again as of January. And now I'm really trying to go back to my why as I launch this new program for women. Again, it's like my why, why am I doing this? Why, what is it all about for me? Um, and what is it all about for, for my audience and for my clients and for, for the women and the people that I would like to help? So I think your why in doing something is important because it gives you the reason to take action. And without that why, you cannot, well, you can take action, but it might not be consistent and you might not continue with that action if you haven't got a strong enough why. But I do believe your why changes and I need. I think you need to be flexible in being able to change your why. So some of the questions I'm asking myself now is, why am I doing it? What impact do I want to have on people's lives? How am I going to contribute? How can I reframe that to show that actually I, I am in the right place to do this now? These are some of the questions that I'm asking myself. And often we, we focus on, on the why element, but also the uh, the reason I chose the word focus is, is is so powerful in terms of what we can achieve when we focus on something. And that's why it is a focus on the why. But what else are you going to be focusing on? I'm also focusing on what I truly want to do. Now, maybe want is the wrong there, but what I what brings me joy. Uh, I think sometimes people think they should be doing something. But if you don't come from a place of joy and fulfillment, then you can't help really help or impact others. And I think we all be, need to look inward and think, well, what really brings us joy? Another question that I ask myself every day is, is this bringing me joy today? Is this something I want to be doing? Do I enjoy doing it? Am I excited? Does it make me feel excited? And if it doesn't, why am I doing it? And, and really asking myself, and, and it's, you know, there's all those tasks in the day that you don't want to do that have to get done. And yeah, you do those or you delegate them. But really, rather than just doing those jobs for the sake of it, asking yourself, well, how can I bring more joy into my life? How can I fill my day with more priority values that are going to bring me joy? So, so those are the things I think that's the sort of thing that I, I really, really sort of concentrating on now. And who do you want to be, Sonia? Sorry, how do I want to? No, who do you want to be? Oh, who do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Um, well, I want to be, I want to be me. I want to be the real me. I want to be the best, uh, it sounds cliche, the best version of me that I can imagine. And, and that doesn't really mean being like anybody else. Yeah, would I like to look like this person? Be like, hey, you know what? My younger self would have said that. I think if you, if you really look inward, we're, we're all individual. And I, and I want to be me, but I want to be the best version of me. I want to be the healthiest version of me. I want to be the, the, the most engaging person of me. I want to be the most inspiring version of me and impactful so I can help other people's lives as well so yeah I want to be me and with all of that in mind what do you want to be doing 
I want to be doing what I'm doing right now because I absolutely love it. So I, I want to be doing um, my show, which I am doing, which I, I record face to face now. So I have mine filmed. It goes out on YouTube. I'm building um, another channel as well. And that's yeah, me, me interviewing inspiring people. And that helps me grow just listening to their stories. And it's an amazing network of people and such inspiring people. But predominantly that's all about my, my audience as well, getting the right messages and learning from them. But also helping women now. I'm on this mission now to impact as many women's lives in terms of looking and feeling fantastic. And that starts, that does start in the mind. And, and then, and, and obviously I'm looking at the body, so it's mind, body, nutrition, all of that combined for women that want to transform their lives. And what do you think your audience is saying about you? Wow, I, I don't know what they are saying, what I hope they're saying. I'm, actually, I mean, that, that's what, that I, I, sorry, that's incorrect. So I do get comments, which are lovely, and it is lovely to hear the comments. Um, and the comments that, that I hear is, you know, continue to inspire, can continue to put out the positivity. Um, which I'm always really, really grateful and never take for granted those sort of comments, um, those, you know, because we, we do this for the love of it. It's not a money-making machine by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but if I can impact people's lives and, and help people, like, like I said at the beginning, even if it's just one person that's listening to one episode and going, wow, that's, that's, that makes sense. I'm going to do that today and that's going to change my life then. And that's great. So I hope people will say about me, wow, what a, an amazing, energetic, inspiring lady. Um, she's really impacted my life. And know that for every person that feeds that back, you know that there are going to be multiple people who haven't told you that's the case, but it is the case. Amy, I, I think you, and you're doing exactly the same as well. I know that for sure. Well, it, I mean, it, it's, when you know what you feel is right and you then act on it, and, and I did, and you have, and it's, it's not always easy, you know, that there have been setbacks, but actually not that many compared to the, the rest of things I've done in life. And it's just, it just flows, doesn't it? It's just fantastic. So it's been an absolute pleasure hearing your journey. And I'm so excited for the knowing that you're only halfway through, my goodness, you know, <laughs> wow, what are the next 50 plus years going to bring? Who knows? But keep watching and keep following Sonia Morton Firth. How would people get in contact with you, Sonia? Absolutely. Well, it's my name. You, if you Google it, Sonia with a Y, Morton hyphen Firth. So my show is called the Sonia Morton Firth Show. I'm on YouTube, uh, Instagram, the Sonia at Sonia Morton Firth. LinkedIn, my name, Sonia Morton Firth. Facebook, the same. So uh, that's how you can find me. If you'd like to email me again, it's Sonia at SoniaMortonFirth.com. Well, that's all easy enough, but I'll make sure it all goes in the show notes just in case anybody's on the move right now and they can't jot it down. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed exploring your why and hearing all about why you do what you do. Do you have some final words for the audience, please, Sonia? Well, Amy, firstly, it's been an absolute pleasure being on this side of the microphone. And thank you so much for giving me the space uh, to talk about me for, for, for a change. But yeah, my final words were, don't live with regrets. If you want to do something and you're worried or you're scared or you're fearful, just ask yourself, 
will I regret it in years to come? And if the answer is yes, just go for it. Push past those little critic, little voices in your head and, and go ahead. And as Nike says, just do it. Um, because living life with regrets, regrets has to be the worst thing in the world. And we've only got one. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star Apple podcast review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of my inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrollinson.com. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.